Hey, Jake, did you eat something with, like, the most onions? Yeah, you have a lot of onions. You have extreme onion. Oh, I did eat extra super onions for lunch. <laughs> Sorry. You should eat all the mints. March 3rd, 2010, and this is the Idle Thumbs Podcast, Episode 3. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Steve Gaynor. And I'm Jake Rodkin, and we're here to talk about video games. Are you Motherfucker. sure? Whoa. All right. I didn't know we were going to do that, but that sounds That's fine. the plan for this week. Okay. Well, sure. Let's just do that, then. Yeah. We keep putting well, we these out We weren't even going to do one this week. We weren't? Well, we were maybe going to. We didn't have explicit plans. A million things happened. <laughs> yeah. The most extreme two days of video game yeah. shit happened. Yeah. Uh, you mean like all the best games were released? Yeah. Sorry, no, <laughs> it wasn't that. I thought that it was that all the cool things happened. It was kind of like that. Right. Some things Except were released, the but they were released from employment. <laughs> this is true. Oh, <laughs> Who was that, Jake? You want to tell us all about it? No. Oh. Maybe we should turn to Chris Ramo, our resident. Uh, oh, a video game reporter, video game journalist. Oh, really? I'm not sure. I need to actually tell people this, but come on, uh, come on, Boost Ramo. I want to hear the facts of the latest, the latest news. All right, in our news segment on Idle Thumbs, <laughs> everyone's yeah. favorite thing Bre- that we do break- on this breaking podcast. news. What? Idle Infinity news. Infinity Awards. Two of their founders, uh, Jason West and Vince Zampella, were fired by Activision for reasons Un- under <laughs> under extreme intriguing circumstances yeah. it was like it was the most in it was, it insubordination like, was alleged yeah but i mean like just the watching this shit online over the last oh, yeah. two days has yeah. been the most like slow drip uh like high tension just sort of yeah, like been, unveiling been of this it's saga of its secret but, bouncers were spotted yeah like, exactly yeah. Secret like it, it started, it started <laughs> yeah. with like mysterious happenings in infinity ward the two guys that run the company haven't been seen for the day and there are security guys that showed up for no like non-uniformed yeah. conspicuous yeah. security right. men who would refuse to here? say anything oh, i don't know yeah and <laughs> yeah and then, I think and then you it, do. the next thing that comes up is one of the guys in the meeting confirms that he no longer works in infinity ward via facebook yeah and, and then and LinkedIn. there's and LinkedIn. Yeah, and then there's SEC filings of insubordination. It's just like, what is going on here? Yeah. And then the fucking the capper, the, the capper is like <laughs> I don't know the capper. Activision announces that Oh, it's so a new like, game, the capper. Oh yeah. Developed oh, by Infinity Ward. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah. So so yeah, uh the two guys that game. that founded and ran Infinity Ward are gone. And then the same day, like tonight, <laughs> Activision uh Announces that Sledgehammer Games, the new studio that they oh, founded by this. taking the two Visceral guys game games guys, yeah, is going to do the the next, next Call of Duty yeah. after Treyarch. So it's like those, what, those two s- guys should be really worried for about nine years from now. <laughs> <laughs> they should mark their calendars. Yeah, well, because when I saw that, like when I saw that last part, I, I it was just like. Looking at a totally, you know, the se- end game. Yeah, like a, a yeah. semi-innocuous chessboard, and then 
like suddenly uh, a checkmate. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, need to, I, I want to oh, see like the Jesus. Starcraft yeah. replay of this where you can scrub back and forth and yeah. like slow down the time scale. Yeah. And, like, right. Well, because you just see the oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. when, the, when the fog of war lifts and right. then you see the sledgehammer games base like yeah. on the other side of the map and like the, <laughs> like oh my god. Yeah, it's just it's it's amazing to me because it's like okay, we take these two prominent guys from EA. Have them start a new thing. Don't really talk about it that much. They're just starting a new thing. We're gonna it's an existing IP. They're gonna work on existing IP. We're not really gonna talk about it. Anyway, uh so right, so uh we're gonna fire these two guys. All right. By the way, uh <laughs> that whole thing that you yeah. didn't really remember, it's like a classic like, a like movie reveal. Yeah. It's like an M night Shamali man <laughs> yeah. thing. Shamalama like, ding dong. Yeah. Uh it's just like, oh, it all makes sense. It's yeah, that shit is right, yeah, in your mind, it's, the, uh, yeah. it's amazing. The usual you, you, suspects like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, see, this is this is why we need the replay with like full omniscience because we need to know how early those guys were in on this specific. Right, that's when you, you know, when like, you see the two units of those guys walk into the nondescript building <laughs> right. and it goes patink and turns into their yeah. thing, and when the guy in the suit walks in and walks out with the contract, and that's like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, were those guys in on this from the beginning, or well, what? I mean, was, I, I mean, I'll, I'll bet. I mean, my the way I read it was yeah. that Activision basically from the moment they decided to take those guys and have them set up a new shop for doing it as the initial steps of a plan to yeah. get rid well, of the guys Activ- in charge yeah. of infinity Activision ward and take surely knew what was going yeah. On the whole time. yeah i don't know how I, I have no idea what those guys involvement yeah. in it was so, but, it's, but it's just like oh so that's what activision was doing yeah. this entire time is this it's amazing activision just they're like spewing maniacally of like all right well we've decided that all of our money making studios are too big for their britches so we'll just <laughs> flush them all yeah. the fuck away red octane see you later never soft we're gonna about chop you in half infinity ward well decapitated yeah what? I mean, and then Blizzard's just like, well, what? We have $800 billion. Stay the fuck away. That's about what Infinity Ward was saying, like, last week. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, actually. Yeah, in that, in that, in in Activision's, like, final, you know, piece that outlined that sort of the curtain was drawn with their latest press release, they talked about how they plan to turn uh, Call of Duty into a Blizzard-like franchise where they have this worldwide reach and like all these this online infrastructure and all of these services. Exactly Would they sense. only put out one Call of Duty game every like four years? Then I find that part hard to believe. No, that is not what they mean. I mean, okay. they're talking. They don't about, mean making a good no, game rarely they, that sells forever. Yeah. No, they mean they're talking about how like World of Warcraft is in China because Blizzard invested all this money into making like culture-specific you know, elements of the game and all that. I mean, they're, they're talking about this idea of a global reach, mm. whereas I assume Call of Duty is mainly a Western kind of audience. Like, I think what they're saying is they're, they're going to try to get that Blizzard effect of this incredible worldwide appeal. And the company that's been making them hundreds of millions of dollars is not the place where that will be happening, <laughs> right. apparently. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's Treyarch and Sledgehammer. So, mm. mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah, it's it was crazy that I mean this has been pointed out probably everywhere in the entire world, but Kodak gave that dice talk where it's like I'm a great guy and I love <laughs> yeah. games, murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whoa. no, yeah. We we even forgot to mention in our like chess game analogy here, Kodak. That was part of the sleight right. of hand was like him being Kodak at is dice, like dropping a big smoke bomb at dice, of, like right. the flashbang, yeah. like, like blinding yeah. everyone. Right. He's, about it. he's like, hey, we really right, and the smoke sort of saw the creative. twirl of his cape yeah. whip through it as he. As he darted out of dice, <laughs> right. basically, yeah. yeah, and escaped in his weather machine or whatever <laughs> his yeah. balloon. Yeah, that shit is amazing. Yeah, I, you know, just uh, I, I'm, I wonder how they staff these places. Like, how do you, like? It's, <laughs> you it's, can't it's, see Steve's face right now. He's it's bewilderment and wonderment. And well, I don't know. It's it's just like 
I don't know. It yeah, is, it you, is you, a, you, you see this shit happen to people that work for this organization, and it's just like, how do you? How do more people dive into? It? Like, I don't know. Okay, I, it's it's just the crazy oh. thing is, it's not even just any one company. It's astonishing how much this industry just churns through. I mean, it's not, it's not like you're employed at a place like this isn't working. So we're going to like change the strategy. This is like, well, this isn't working right now for like the last six months. See, uh, we're cutting the studio in half, destroying right. the studio, shifting the studio over here, moving this, merging these studios. I mean, it's just, it really is sometimes in this industry as though the people really are sort of just pure resources in the traditional sense of the word. I mean, most industries, people are employed on a more regular basis and then something goes wrong and like the corporation shifts kind of how the, like the things being managed. But it, games have this weird, unique thing where because there are these studios, ideally a studio is a semi-autonomous unit that kind of works as one thing. Yeah. And so it leads to this weird disconnect between the notion of how a corporation with a bunch of divisions is traditionally run and the idea that a studio is supposed to be effectively a kind of its own little like fiefdom. Like it's a weird – those two things might not actually be as compatible as the industry would like them to be. Yeah. Well, no, the number of times that – like beefy dudes in polo shirts yeah, show up and, and remove you yeah. from your office is, yeah, that, seems that was, to be fairly high. Yeah, like uh, the the Splatterhouse developer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bottle Rocket. Yeah, it's just and like, they weren't even owned by Namco Bandai. Yeah, that was, that was just. But, like, but apparently they like we thought that we would send these guys over. Yeah, there. apparently Namco had so much money in them that they effectively did, or, yeah. or else they wouldn't have been able to do that. But well, I mean, they they owned the assets that they were making. Yeah, I mean, they owned you know the well, and apparently also like the computer hardware because they were just like oh really they bought well, that, those for that, them yeah. Well, I mean that was part of the report at least that it was like so guys showed up and just took all our computers and <laughs> yeah. put them in a truck and drove away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, video games. Uh, video games. You guys ever heard about video games? I have. You know what's funny is like the other weird puzzle to unlock this week is actually awesome. Uh, well, then so oh, yeah. be, be, before we go deep on that, sorry, the oh, yeah, the, go, the, go the kind of opposite of uh -huh. the Activision thing right. that was announced actually, what, today, uh, coincidentally, is the uh, the the indie fund. Uh, you know what? I, was, I didn't even see this today I, oh, really? I was i had so much shit to do already okay that so some so news i didn't even see I, I won't go i won't you know i won't talk to about it too much but basically so on yeah all I, of the, I saw the headline yeah. in my inbox and yeah. so i want to know what it is but, so so yeah. all over the internet the main thing you're seeing is giant corporation you know has its way with uh <laughs> right. with studio with studios that have made them a lot of money and uh the other thing that happened is like john blow and ron carmel and the 2d boy guys and like a bunch of prominent successful Dude, um, actually had a game that's yeah hit, independent yeah, game developers yeah. have essentially pooled a bunch of their profits to be a, a, a source to fund new indie game projects that don't have funding that that's they awesome. believe could be so they're, cool. they're essentially a venture capital fund exactly for indies yeah that's right. awesome yeah and, and it's not yeah it isn't like it, it's it they they describe themselves as an angel investor uh, right. organization yeah, yeah, yeah. sure and so it will just be a thing like okay we've all been successful at making indie games we have connections and they we can have identify money. And, more easily and, and yeah what like other, if yeah, we look at your game and you need money and we think it could go somewhere we'll provide you with that and i i, I assume if it's awesome. successful they you know take a cut like any normal thing but you'd have to have to yeah but i mean uh yeah you know i was looking on the, it was announced in a number of places, but John Blow had his own, you know, summation of it on his blog, and it was just sort of like we we were like, hey, we've all been successful and have money. We want more people to be able to do that. Let's 
just kind of do a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and it seems like great things could come out of it. It's pretty awesome. That's that's totally cool. Yeah. I mean, games are an area where, you know, in my job I cover, obviously I cover games, but because it's sort of tangentially related, I also end up frequently at least looking into, if not necessarily writing a lot about the Silicon Valley tech community. And it's, you know, that and, and social games are now part of that now too. And they they're really good at getting at getting angel investment, at getting venture capital, at getting equity funding, like all those social game companies are, they act like tech startups and they're really good at getting funding. But the kind of games that we talk about and play, like have been traditionally terrible at getting any well, kind of. It's because they don't fall into the same funding model. I think we were talking about this a couple of days ago. Yeah. It's just those guys, you know, when you're a game developer, you can't publicly release a beta and then iterate on that and right. get, and get exactly. customers and stuff. Right. But, but indie games are closer to that. Uh, in the, like, uh, particularly depending on the type of game they are, there's certainly smaller scale. And if there's dudes who actually have that, because one of the reasons venture capital funds are successful in the tech area is because a lot of the partners in there are guys who were also successful right. in that industry. And like, if you get guys like John Blow and Ron Carmel and uh, Kyle Gabler, like they know what's up and they yeah, know no, how cool. to identify a thing. That's yeah. the best. And then. Meanwhile, Bobby Kotick is his head is spinning around and he's spewing flames and yeah, oil. Yeah, he's just kind of in the back. Gears and like, stuff <laughs> popping out of him. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a robot. I, I think is he Robotnik? Perhaps he's Bobby Kotick Robotnik. Gold, gold name. <laughs> Good one, Jake. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. Ba -da -ba. Just hearing, hearing all that crazy shit that was going on with Activision. Oh, including also just arbitrarily the little like tiniest oh, yeah. cherry on top oh, yeah. is that they shut down that King's Quest fan game yeah, that Vivendi had okay. That like, like probably 2,000 people in the world had heard of before right. this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you will cancel it. Like, whoa, oh, no. Yeah. Well, they, they just figured, you know, they couldn't let that fly if they were going to yeah. do this. Other, like, they, no, they're, they're getting like, warmed up. No, no, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, to, to extend the uh, strategy game analogy even further, uh, to belabor it, it's like when you're you're fucking demolishing your opponent to such an extent that you have more resources than you know what to do with. Right, and it's like, like I guess I'll just kind of, these weird drones I don't know, out I'll here just build a bunch of dudes to go <laughs> right. fucking kill that thing over there. We'll, okay. we'll just harvest this Why shit. Not? Why yeah. not? Whatever. But yeah, I just, like I was saying to you, See Chris, I, 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 can't, I can't help but continuously picture Bobby Kotick as Ian Holm in Alien, just sort of like <laughs> fidgeting and just like spewing weird like yeah. milk and chains of organic beads out of himself as he's just firing everyone uncontrollably. Except he's not dying. I mean, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's blatantly not, but it's. I mean, this is all must be the most calculated that, shit in the world. If that scene just went on like half an hour, like, right. is this gonna stop anytime it, yeah, soon? Just, I'm scared. Like, just from the outside, it seems like that guy is just going crazy and is a short circuiting robot. But since he's the CEO of a like multi billion dollar multinational corporation, people are just like, oh. Oh shit, Codex says decapitate Infinity Ward. Codex says shut down Guitar Hero. Like, we gotta do it. And then he's just like, cannot control self. <laughs> uh, maybe that's not happening, but maybe My he's name. just whirling around his office just with yeah. papers flying his, everywhere. His dice speech was just like one more weird malfunction. Right, well, that's along. just like he starts overheating during that. Like, oh shit, his he's vitals like are off the charts. GLaDOS <laughs> at the end of Portal. Right, exactly. Oh man, that was a seg accidentally. Oh man, speaking of Portal. Seg. Seg. Segging it. Capping it, oh. the capper. Seg, <laughs> um, portal has what? a thing. What's that boost? I don't know. I'm are you trying to make a, are you trying to make a seg? <laughs> I'm boost milk out of my just, nose. <laughs> so there's a portal arg. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you're the most by far the most familiar with this. I out was of all excited of us. by the portal. Arg. Yeah, this combines two this things like, that obviously these, blow your yeah, mind, which are community shit and Valve. I love Valve and I love community shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, at the same time as Infinity Ward was exploding, Valve was deploying satellite images through audio files inside radios that they patched into Portal without telling anyone. Well, my favorite part is that gamers had their choice of which insane video game industry saga to follow. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. depending on you how the light pissed the off path. you want to be. Yeah, like, if you're really in a cynical mood, Man. you've got this. And then if you're, like, in a really excited kind of thing, you can follow what Jake was into. Yeah. I was following the Infinity Ward thing as well, but I was more excited about the thing that wasn't the ruination of all. Yeah. And it started with just a patch to Portal, like, yeah. yesterday or the day before, that just had one patch note. Yeah, the release notes were, like, updated radio frequencies to be in, like, compliance with FCC regulations or something like that. And then yeah. added achievement, and then the achievement description was dot, 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 question mark. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this are, have already followed this, but for those who haven't, they're, that's basically how we already described Did it. Did they but, update the 360 one as well? I... I People on people on the forums kind of, kept saying, "Oh, I'm maybe sure maybe my Xbox or PS3 version of this," and then everyone it was just always followed by ha 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 ha. For like okay, three well, posts. I don't know. I mean, I don't think. You, I mean, you've, well, you've, like they have to. There's, there's a lot of regulations for shit like basically, that on consoles, yeah. I mean, this, and it costs you a lot of money to do that shit. Okay. So. Between this this portal stuff, and uh, I mean, I don't know if we should get into any details of what it is, other than I mean, I I mean, people <laughs> think that I don't even know how to summarize. There there are well, audio yeah. there are audio signals that through a certain method of decoding actually contained image data, which then... If well, I mean, st- we, we can talk about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, if you string it all together, it's a BBS. Well, no, I mean, the the, the, the initial way that you get that stuff is kind of interesting because they were like those radios. Right, the, the new like radio challenge game that's yeah. inside Portal now. Yeah, so, so there are radios, if I'm not mistaken, in the world already, like sitting around playing. I think well, most so of the radios were added, added in. Yeah, most of them yeah. were added in. So, so when you came across them, normally they were just playing the little Samba version of the theme song. But when you picked them up and carried them around to a certain location in the level, it would start playing like this radio signal yeah yeah that sometimes you decoded. there's morse code and sometimes red and then it yeah. turns green when it gets to a certain area then it yeah. starts emitting either static which contains image data or weird audio or morse code uh oh the best of the morse codes is yeah. one that translates yeah. to beep 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 those words et yeah the luxury phrase beep as you decode it's b-e-e-p space whatever yeah. and then those long and short beeps decode down to lol which is <laughs> which is hilarious oh, just, thing ever. oh you have to double the code morris code and they just get lol <laughs> um, yep and yeah all this there's all this crazy stuff where all the different satellite images decode down to a phone number which if you called you would just hear a modem so then people dialed it up with a modem running a terminal emulator and it's a bbs and the the notion is now that the internet <laughs> that shit's is ridiculous. Uh, the internet is exploring the data contents yeah. of a backup of GLaDOS from 1997, and it's spewing like ASCII art pictures and text about Aperture Laboratories and stuff. It's really good. It's amazing. It's a really a, nicely it's done thing. Incredible. And, the fact and then that, one the fact of the one of the logins to that is this guy Cave Johnson. Yeah, he who, was also. He's got the most amazing portrait ever. Like just classic sort of Cave Eisenhower era. What? Oh, he's he was mentioned in earlier stuff as yeah, well. I think exactly. C. C. Johnson like, is yeah. the login to the old right. Aperture Sciences right. like little viral site from Portal One. Yeah. Yep. This is like that except ten thousand times more involved. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's stealth deployed in a two and a half year old game. <laughs> yeah. So good. Best. There and there's also there was also a date in there somewhere of March. 11th, I think, which is the day. It's, no, it's it's three dot one one. Everyone, it's Glados's version is Glados three one one, and everyone's like, oh, it's March 11th. It's Valve. It maybe it is that. Maybe it, that's such a weird conclusion to jump to, given that Windows three one one is the most common like shorthand yeah, for outdated operating system. But maybe it means that Valve yeah. is going to go crazy at GDC. I mean, they've got to be announcing something quite soon. Yeah, yeah. So GDC is the Por- next thing. Portal two. And then- <coughs> Could it be? 
Dude, there might be Half-Life Episode 3 stuff in there as well, given that... I'm guessing it's more Portal 2. I'm sure that it is, but I want it to be Episode 3 more. I do too, but whatever. <laughs> There's some kind of... People are guessing maybe Portal 2 and Episode 3 are the same thing. That would be incredible, but I don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean, it would be amazing. Half-Life 2, Portal 2, Episode 3, Half-Life <laughs> Episode, Portal. Fortress 2, for the dead. The Capper. Oh, Jesus. The Capper Strike. They they just, they just put the portal gun into both Half Life Two Episode Three and TF Two. Right, it's like the engineer update is the portal gun. <laughs> yeah, oh. the entirety of Team Fortress is a weird like social experiment conducted by right, the camera aperture science. Zooms out. Yeah, it's also inside a lab. The other thing that Valve is doing uh, that I thought was cool is the Left 4 Dead DLC. Oh, oh yeah, that's really where cool. Where the Left 4 Dead 2 DLC is now the story of the Left 4 Dead 1 characters ending up in Louisiana with the Left 4 Dead 2 guys, and then a month after that. Left 4 Dead 1 is getting DLC, which is the narrative bridge of how the Left 4 Dead 1 characters end up. Oh. So, Valve yeah. is making good on the fact that they own the entire platform from yeah. the yeah. store to the, the, the universe. Yeah. Like, no, it's true. In this industry, franchise usually just means we put one out constantly, which, I mean, it's just it's just series, usually. I mean, Valve's doing a much more interesting thing here, which is well, constantly going back and forth all think, of a sudden out of I think it is because they, they control the infrastructure for all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very much the same way that, uh, that Apple Computer is allowed to sort of deliver such a unified experience right. across the hardware, the software, the storefront, the shopping experience of buying the equipment. Like, right. Yeah, Valve, Valve is the is only game the only, company yeah. that really has that that isn't a first-party manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, no, they can guarantee that every single copy or every single PC copy of Portal ever. Right. Like, as long as you go like, online, you, yeah, like it the, will there are people have for, this for whom that's a big downside. It's like Valve is always monitoring my right, stuff. Right, right. But the upside to it is, I mean, like any other developer could conceivably build this stuff into their software. But, but the way that the Valve has done it, it's, yeah. it's, it's so, like, yeah, the infrastructure is so present and solid that they can right. just, like... But radios now emit things in every yeah. level. Like, what? Yeah. No, it's true. It happened. I mean, I, it was totally transparent to me. Like, you know, I, I went over to, to like, see if I if my portal was updated and it was just already there. I mean, there, yep. like, it was, it's just weird. I mean, yeah. and as you say, some people don't like that. But, you know, regardless, it's there and it's an interesting use of it yeah. since it is it's, there. It's cool. Yeah. Super crazy. So Valve is hardcore. It makes me yeah. really pleased. No one does this sort of stuff. And yeah. they're doing it to the max, including a modem bulletin board. Yeah, yeah, right. that, that's Sweet. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Watching all this shit unfold in real time last night, uh, like I wasn't paying that close attention to it, but even just checking just on a couple like forum threads every once in a while, it was just like, oh my god! And Jake was seeding me all of this. Like Jake, you were constantly linking me stuff, which yeah. was blowing my mind. It's because you were you were sadly f fiving Infinity War I know, news, and I, know, I was f fiving <laughs> uh, Portal Arg. Yeah, and Steve was looking at the indie fund, and that was today. Yeah, you were just, you were just sitting around. I was at work making stuff last. Oh night. man. We were all doing productive things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, oh, I, God, this isn't this isn't like interesting or newsworthy in particular today. But I also just coincidentally went to a, a Ubisoft press event today and played yeah. a bunch of uh, Splinter Cell Conviction. Yeah, you hung out uh, with your good buddy Pat Redding. I did, although I didn't interview him again because I think a seven-page interview in the <laughs> in the last couple of weeks is probably <clears throat> enough for a while. I that did was a good oh, interview though. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, I did interview the creative director of the game today, though. Oh. So that was cool. Who is it? Uh, it's a French name that I can't quite call to mind. You can edit that in. Yeah. It's Maxime Bellin. Um, but no, he was I, the creative director of Spongebob Conviction. Use your Conviction. iPhone. He was, uh, right. He's a okay, cool guy. Fine. Never mind. 
Yeah. And uh, we talked a lot about kind of why the game was rebooted. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because he said he came when he came on, they were still trying to do the Hobo Sam. If you guys remember that, which I, I, I personally really like. Oh, yeah, that there was Hobo Sam and also he was beating um, people up in a coffee man, shop. Man, yeah. both uh, Max Payne and Sam Fisher went straight up Hobo. So that was <laughs> yeah. weird. And the guy from Condemned, which is That's much true. less prominent. Yeah, but, but I'm more interested in Hobo Sam and Hobo Max. <laughs> well, because they're third person, so you oh, can see them in all their. I was I was more referring to Sam, Sam and Max. And Max. Oh. See, because I work at Telltale Games on oh, Sam man. and Max games. Oh wow! And uh, in the upcoming Sam and Max game, they're hobos. Oh wow! Is that uh, Sam Fisher and uh, Max Payne. Sam <laughs> <Our laughs> Max Freelance Police are in fact just regular detectives. Oh okay, all right. <laughs> oh man, close man. call. There, there's about to be even more revelations. Yeah, crazy announcements, but. But no, yeah. it's just Telltale Games making a tie-in game with Sam Fisher and uh, Max <laughs> yeah. Payne. No, nothing yeah. big there. Yeah, um, yeah it's a normal no, thing. Licenses. Yeah. But it, it's it was, and so he talked about how he he got he basically came onto the project. He was on Assassin's Creed before, ah. and he came on. He and, would be on that. Yeah, and uh, he he worked for uh, about two months. There was, I guess, at Ubisoft Montreal, they were unable to get Hobo Sam the game ever into uh, the movie, the game ever into like a really solid kind of well-rounded form. And yeah. so they worked on it for two months and eventually he's just like, this is not working. Like uh, we're just going to have to start over and do another thing. So they, so he's back to just being black ops guy. No, well he's, except he's, he's sort a freelance of, he's a freelance dude. He's basically guy using yeah. his skills to, is he fighting back against third echelon or is it some it's other he, organization? Yeah, I, I think I, I think so, yes, because he's – it seems like one of those situations where he's working with some people from Third Echelon, but also fighting fight against the, power, like, the organization. Yeah. Right. It, it's, yeah. like, it's like a bunch of ex-guys from that company that were all like, fuck this company and yeah. went off to be a splinter cell of some <laughs> nature. Yeah. Fortunately, that, I don't know. That's cool. He still has a top hat with the lid that's popped off comedically and eats <laughs> eats beans out of a can. <laughs> yeah. So they with kept the, that with stuff With a shrimp in. fork. Yeah, with a shrimp fork. Uh, uh, yeah. And his cigar at the front of it has sort of exploded comedically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like peeled back. Like right, a, yeah. Sort of like a gun that's yeah. misfired. Well, it's it's, he's it's, got an oily cravat on as well. because he picked it up out of an ashtray. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And he sort of waggled it around. This'll do. <laughs> yeah. Uh so it seems so so yeah. And then the new thing is it it's it's like a it's like a stealth it's more of like a it, from what I've seen, is it's kind of like you set up encounters with stealth and then the actual encounters are either over instantly because you tagged all the guys and killed them in one second, or they're sort of more of a straight up action shootout thing. Sort of. You in practice, at least for me, you you only earn the right or earn the ability to perform those instant execution executions if you knock out a guy in hand to hand. So if you want to play that way, you have to constantly be kind of closing the distance. Yeah, I did not do that at all. It was actually really hilarious. I played through a big section of single player today, and I was just like slowly lining up silenced pistol headshots on every single guy like yeah. individually and the guy like the, so so, the, so it's exactly like splinter cell well but but i mean the point <laughs> that, is, that's exactly how i played every splinter yeah cell. but you, you in this game they like he, he was hovering behind me and he's like you know you can you can get you can get the exit no no um if you find it interesting you can hit them in hand-to-hand -hand combat and then you could do an execution and, like, and i'm what? like oh okay okay cool cool and then i would play like 15 <laughs> more minutes and just like pew, 
And he's like, you know, well, there's a great opportunity right there. There's a guy just right on the other side of the window. If you want, it's like, no, no, I can see him. I'll just shoot him through the thing. <laughs> and it was so funny because he was clearly like, it was killing him that, yeah. that I wasn't using. But I talked to him later and he's like, no, I mean, it's cool that we're able to support different ways. But yeah. I think for a press event, he probably wanted the journalist to see there. To like, see the cool <laughs> shit. And well, it was funny too. But it's awesome you played it the way you probably would have at home. Exactly. No, it was nice. I, one of the reasons I did it is because I wanted to see if the game yeah. could stand. Like, it's, I mean, if the they level really, design if they, is great in the they really wanted to force that you know that 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 doing the the shit the way they wanted you to they probably could have with mechanics you know like whatever you don't have your own guns you you can only use ones that you steal off of guys and they only have a couple bullets in them so you have to do hand-to-hand a lot you know like whatever so it's it's pretty cool that they didn't uh because that means you can just be 100 stealth and never even get close to anybody right so but but i mean i figure that I don't know. Did you find that that falls apart when you come into like a room, like a big room full of like five patrolling guys? Yeah. And they do, they do throw in a couple of those there. Um, Usually there are, I mean, it seems like in this game, maybe more than some splinter cells in those cases, you can kind of bring out your shotgun and, and, but the well, th- I mean, that was the thing that, that was semi worrying to me is I saw like either video or a screenshot that was like, the shit was projected in the world and it was like move from cover to cover and it looked like it was setting up a gears of war encounter there's nothing no i mean you you really cannot take much damage like you whenever i killed a bunch of guys with a shotgun it was it was by you know basically shooting them through cover and then like essentially trying to because they it puts a little ghost in the world where your last position is and they will come and flank you to your last known position the cool thing about that is it it allows you to be very conscious of where you're misleading so them and set up yeah. these like deceptions. It's it's cool. It's a, it seems like a really good. No, it see, I, that's the thing is um, it seems like it'll be really good. I I, yeah. I get the impression that the stuff that would be semi worrying, like what I just voiced, mm-hmm. would have been obvious to them, and they're trying yeah, to yeah, design yeah. around that stuff. So the, the I, th- I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. it seems like they're doing a lot of really interesting stuff with the mechanics to mm-hmm. say, you know, how can we make this this kind of semi-stealth like kind of aggro stealth experience uh be feel like you know a a new thing like you know actually support the thing they're looking for with new mechanics as opposed to just doing more established no no i mean it's clear that the reason this game went wrong in the first place before they started over was because for sure from the beginning they wanted to do something different with this game it just took them a while to figure out exactly what right but what was funny is that i also after that i played a bunch of co-op with just some other random journalist who was there and we we could not have been more opposite in our place. Like he was yeah. absolutely like, was like every single encounter movie. was setting up executions. Yeah. And so the whole like for the first half, it was just both of us being the most assholeish kill stealers imaginable. Because <laughs> he would be setting up his executions, and then I would just shoot the guy in the head, and then I would be lining up my shot at the head, and he would just charge forward and punch the guy in the face. And so we, like, <laughs> man, so that is a retarded buddy cop movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was but, one of, that was one of my favorite things about co op in the old Splinter Cell yeah. was like. Guys have hearing, you know, but they, they, if you're being quiet, they don't hear you. Uh, and there were some parts where there'd just be a guy patrolling up and down like a really long hallway. And there were, there were like separate animations for doing a melee attack on a guy, like while you're sprinting towards him, you know? So like there was, there was, there was at least this one great situation where there's like a doorway and then a pretty long hallway that has a, a long ass flight of stairs at the end of it and a guy oh, just patrolling up and down yeah, it. I can so I waited until he was almost at the end right at the top of the stairs and I just sprinted <laughs> towards him full speed and like I get about halfway to him and he's like huh? and like turns around just in time to see me just like open hand smash his <laughs> face like it, and he just goes toppling down the stairs. Oh man. Oh it's so good. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> 
you can't do that shit often because you know it only works in yeah, very specific environments you know but uh the fact that so that shit sometimes happens. Right. Made no, that's me really great. happy. And, so and what it, sound did the guard make? Uh, I don't know. Like, ugh. I, know. I mean, when he saw you. Oh, he was like, huh? I don't remember. Uh, what? what? Uh, you did, you did he a was like, boost? No. <laughs> boost Remo? Yeah, that's what he was oh, like. Oh, man, it was me. Well, I, I, I was your that player was, character. That was my gamer tag. Oh, okay. Yeah. They could read that that's and then they say it. Yeah. <laughs> boost Remo. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> oh, shit. They actually do. I mean, the, the kind of crazy thing they do have, I don't know if they're doing this in, in Conviction at all. Either. Well, in in Chaos Theory, anyway, when you were talking through the mic to your buddy, you, you, I think you could turn this on and off, but... Uh, you guys would hear your... Yeah, the, the louder you were talking know, to your yeah, buddy, the... the <laughs> well, no, they. It, it was actually based on the... the volume of your voice right, but I mean, it would come out of your head or out of the character's headset yes yeah, so it would come from the character's location and it was in a radius obviously and the right. louder you talk the wider the radius was so if a guy was nearby you could literally like whisper to your friend and he wouldn't hear you and so there we, there were some great things where like me and my friend would be on like either side of a door and there's mm-hmm. a guy with his back to the door like right there you know and we'd both be waiting but we didn't know who oh, was like supposed to jump out yeah. and get him so it'd be like what are you waiting for? Get him! And the guy, the guy's like, huh? And turns around and you're like, oh shit! And we both like jump out and just start laying into him with our machine guns. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Like, the computer man heard me when I said it. That's right. so weird. That, that, yeah, that, that yeah. is pretty amazing. That, that's totally awesome. Um, anyway, I, I interrupted a lot of oh, no, what you fine. were saying. I, I had said most of what I was going to say. The other, the, I was just going to, as the level progressed, I don't know if this was like the first call-up mission or from the middle of the game or what, but as it progressed, the level sort of the number of enemies and the layout sort of increased in complexity to the point that it sort of organically forced us to stop just being dicks to each other <laughs> and like actually start splitting off more and like taking different angles. Like it was very, it was just very well, it was very well designed in a way that uh, really encouraged us to actually play the game in a more satisfying way, uh, like ultimately satisfying way. Well, that's cool. Um, so, yeah. so they did sort of, I mean, not force, but encourage you it's, guys to actually yeah. play the game the way they intended, right. sort of. Right. But and you, which, but you didn't I get that is, feeling as much in single player? No, which I think is kind of better because in, you don't want to just be holding up the other guy. Like if we'd played the game the way I wanted to play in co-op, it probably would have taken forever. Yeah. And the guy would not have been, the other guy would not have been happy with me. Yeah. In single player, I'm happy to take however long I want. Yeah. If I, if I feel like it, but Man. in When's co-op, that game it, come out? Oh, like next month, I think. I Maybe in a couple weeks. Yeah. No, it's going to be good. Um, but Are you it, sure it's not later? I don't know. But yeah, it, I, it, it, I think it's soon. It should I think it's be April really cool. I will play it co-op with you, Booster Emo. Nice. I look forward to it. I, I'm actually really excited about playing co-op. Yeah. I'll watch you guys play it, maybe. Hey, no, you can play it with us if you want. <laughs> Take a break. Break right. it, break, break, break. See you after the break, guys. Break. 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 Great. Video game. Oh, man. We're we, back. Are we back? We're back. What's Be- up, Boost? Before we talk about... Don't call uh, him that. Other video Everyone games. Everyone call him that. Scoops. A game Jake hasn't been playing, or I guess you have been playing Bioshock 2, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not that far into it. Oh, you got to tell your Bioshock 2 story. I just have a funny, right. stupid thing that Let's is like it. specific to me and probably some other people. It was that time that you were not a lawyer? <laughs> it was that time, yeah. When, when I anal. Yes. Um, in, in Bioshock 2, I played on the... <laughs> I played through it on the PC and you I... played re- through it on hard? No, normal. I played through it on hard. I'm a normal idiot. Uh, and I, I'm a developer on the game. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so hard is not actually hard. Yeah. Um, I've played more hours of Bioshock 2 than anyone. Single player. What, anyway. anyone? Anyone at your studio? QA. I can almost get gar- Yeah, I mean, outside of the QA department. Yeah, I guess so. Really? Well, I'm the... I'm the I and... W- 
me and one other designer started at the same time uh-huh. some months before any other level designers did so in oh, all okay. likelihood i am one of the two people at the studio aside from qa that have played so bioshock like one two single player more than anyone else a bioshock two single player leaderboard You'd be fucking right up there. That was based on if, hours played. If Bioshock <laughs> 2 single player were in the Olympics. Yeah. Or was an Xbox Live Arcade title. If, if the, the leaderboards had been tracking since the game was in pre-alpha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry. Uh, what's your story about Bioshock? Oh, it's not even a story. Oh, so it's just a two. stupid thing. Oh, what's so the stupid thing? The stupid thing is that when I... Uh, I rebound my keys like immediately because I did that too. Yeah. And I, I changed use to E where it's F by default. Yeah. And so now every single tool tip that pops up in the game is E dash something. So it's like, I go up to the vending machine and it's like E buy, <laughs> like, like E search. The best one is E search because it sounds like a shitty encyclopedia site or something. Yeah, or, or a shitty search engine from 1997. Right. Yeah. And there's just like a e press, just a million <laughs> e hack, which oh, is pretty good too. E hack is good. Uh, so Bioshock Two for me has been this hilarious been like, like the information superhighway <laughs> yeah, and rapture, yeah. like turn of the century era like web interface. Rapture Net. Rapture Net, exactly. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. That was my story. <laughs> <laughs> I took I, at the beginning of the game. I took I like obsessively took screenshots of all that shit. It was so funny to me. Yeah, every I would always forget, yeah. and I would see it, and I'm like, e search. What? What kind of stupid shit is that? Oh, e harvest. Right. Right. Or I guess it wouldn't be e. It would be e whatever the good one is. E rescue. Yeah, e adopt. I think. Or was it e rescue? E rescue was actually in there. Them. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. 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 E adopt is picking them up. So if you if out. you play this game on the PC, I would highly recommend binding use to E because that <laughs> shit is hilarious. And then sometimes it still says F, which is not hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Steve. <laughs> Occasionally that occurs. <laughs> I couldn't be any less responsible. That was a for boost bind burn. A boost bind burn. Oh no, burn. it was a scoops bind burn. My bad. No, I think that was a I think I think that was <laughs> provided by Boost Bindburn. <laughs> Is that my, my is that my nickname? Boost that's, that's your full name. Boost Bindburn. Oh man, that sounds like it would be like a Suda Fifty One character. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, and yeah. So man in, in No More Heroes Three, the, the first mini boss, Boost Bindburn. Yeah, <laughs> he's a guy in a suit with a mustache that like runs really fast, has rocket boosters on his shoes, and his key binds are bad. Oh. <laughs> he's constantly messing things he's really up because he forgets. Off about like, it, yeah. Oh, what is he? Oh, I'm trying to. Oh. That's his like call, like that's his bark when the uh, just the oh, signal his binds the are terrible. <laughs> oh man, that means his defenses are down. He doesn't know what to press. <laughs> he restored default binds. Boost bindman. Boost bind burn. Bind burn. Bind burn. Bindman. Yeah. Uh, this is was, Idle Thumbs <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that was the entirety of my story. I have nothing else. I'm I, here with Boost Bindburn. Boost. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, what other video games? You know, I played a video game. You would. Do you guys want to hear about it? Well, I do. Video games doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> eh, video games isn't so fun. I can take or leave video games. Uh, I, I played um, Flotilla. I played that is, too. Yeah. Oh, I saw it and haven't downloaded it yet. It's all right. It's a game by uh, Blendo Games, which is, I think, a one-man it studio. Is. Gravity um, Bone! Yeah, which is Brendan Chung, who made Gravity Bone. I played Gravity Bone. Um, and uh, Flotilla. Jake is so proud to play. <laughs> yeah. Let me, I played I one. I played one. I did it. Indicate that I know who this is, <laughs> and I've played his video game. It's Shut great. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's your voice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's by Brendan Chung, uh, and it's very much different from Gravity Bone. Yeah, I mean, completely in, different. in tone, 
you know, it has, yeah. a, it has a similar Especially aesthetic, the music treatment, but like, like yeah. very, very different uh, mechanics and setting and everything. Now. Exactly. Space. It's a space game. With animals. So, yeah. And so, a Z-axis. Yeah. So, I mean, here, here comes here comes a, a description that will make a certain kind of gamer immediately go to blendogames.com and download this. It's a um, simultaneous turns, turn-based space tactical combat game uh, <laughs> with a roguelike structure and random encounters. <laughs> yeah. Face. Uh, to, to boss face. Maximus. All, all of which is true. Um, and it's pretty sweet. To put in, like, sort of, I don't know, more game like reference specific yeah. and slightly less accurate terms. It's kind <laughs> of like the, str- like a loose structure of star control two with some light mechanics of homeworld. Yeah. It, it's or, like, it's like if, if a homeworld battle was turn-based instead of real time and was like six ships involved instead right, of hundreds with an explorable universe. Yeah. Because it's got like the, it's got a full, the, like, Can we the, think of any other analogies here? To well, yeah, we can describe it in terms of things enough. that would make Chris Remo enjoy it, which is it's a video game in space. That's true. That's <laughs> I'm there. Uh, well, that was basically true. Steve was like, oh, man, did you see that the guy who made Gravity Bone made like a space game? And I'm like, like download what? it. Yep, got, oh. <laughs> $10. Weird, my computer's already started downloading it from him. Just yeah. from this it's, it's only $10, by the way. Yeah. So Yeah. So, I mean, and the, the thing is like, yeah, it's it's part weird kind of choose your own adventure space exploration thing and then the combat at first it, I, I could see it being pretty daunting like it's it's pretty detailed and how you actually do it is not like i feel like i have an unfair it's advantage most, it's not the most it's like playing a level editor yes exactly yes, the interesting exists. thing about it yes. is that he made you know gravity bone and his other things in Quake the source two. engine no Quake or two Gravity Bone is Quake. Oh, gra- Gravity Bone is Quake too. Maybe the other ones. Oh, the other okay. stuff was Source. Okay. Pre Gravity Bone. Yeah. Was source. So so anyway. Yeah. And I so see. basically, it has the exact same controls of you use WASD to move your camera view around and then move the direction you're looking by holding down a, a mouse button and, and looking around. It is exactly like and running Z-axis around with in the, the uh, <clears throat> scroll wheel. Yeah. So it's exactly like running around in the 3D view of a level editor. Yeah. Uh, which is hilarious. Uh, and I bet for some people who aren't me, it was harder to deal yeah. with. Um, but yeah, you're just a floating point in space. And you look at your space battle from any angle because like the tagline is kind of there is no up in space and so you can make your your ships go over and under and and behind guys and actually turn them 360 degrees because they have armor on the top but not the bottom so you want to like angle your guys so they don't get hit in the weak points and stuff. yeah i mean basically how it works is you give your every turn you give each of your ships a coordinate and and an orientation and a move order, be it move and fire, <coughs> focus fire, or just move quickly and without firing. And the enemy doing the same thing at that And the enemy's doing the same thing. And then it all plays out, and you watch it play out. And it kind of... There's a lot of games in that style. There are a lot of games in that style, but this one's... This one's I don't know. There's not... I mean, there's not an enormous amount of simultaneous In the strategy genre, games. there are there are yeah. some, but... Um, yeah, like sort of just strategy tactics games have that sort yeah. of thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is more slow-paced than that in the real-time part. Like, it takes... Sometimes a couple minutes for a turn to play out. That's cool. And uh, well, it always takes thirty seconds. Okay, it's exactly 30, thirty seconds. Chunks, okay, yeah. and uh, it's it plays this well, nice. There's that space battles game where this sort of thing happens, but with right. probably gratuitous tactics. space battles. Yeah, gratuitous yeah. space battles. And that's AI war. There's that thing too. That um, space battles game. That space and battles. And you watch it play happening. out, and you watch your ships fire these salvos. It actually reminds me more of like naval warfare than any other like every space sure. game tries to be that this is one of the only ones i've played that actually feels That's like cool. it because everything moves in this grand yeah. slow motion and you see these big volleys of shots and if you hit a guy and actually penetrate their armor it's a huge deal yeah. you get the little ding and it takes it's off a huge, a huge deal you get this little ding but i mean <laughs> cons- but since the rest of the ambient yeah, yeah. Really stands is out. this very silent like quiet slow ambient piano um 
not ambient, but you know, this nice piano track. Yeah. Uh, when you actually do get that hit, it's and it actually does well, penetrate it, it, their it armor. plays a little hotel check in desk like ding. It's like the Quake like Three, bell. like right, the hit Quake the guy with donk. the yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's cool. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels so it's like the a best big sound deal. ever. Is what you're saying? Yes, it is. It's, it's if it's, if it feels the same way as the Quake Three conk sound effect, it has the best. Yeah, it's not the same sound, but it, no, it, but it, it has it, that same effect. I know yeah. what you mean. It's like ding, and then you, yeah, a whole volley hits a guy's like underside. It's like ding, ding, it's ding, amazing. ding, 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 yeah. and you're like, yeah. Like I've had some extremely triumphant feeling. Oh, for sure. Victories in that game where it's just like, especially if you get worn down to just like one ship or right. something and there's like three big ass uh you know like warships uh still floating around and you actually maneuver underneath them and just kind of like juke them out and blow them all up and like I, i've been sitting on I, i'm doing this in my living room so i'm sitting on my couch and i like get to the end and i actually like put my fist up in the air like yeah because <laughs> like, yeah. it, it and feels then it freeze frames yeah because if because it feels like you could you are fragile enough that how you maneuver your 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 ships is really important and you can take out superior forces by just being really really careful with where your ship is during every turn um and they're often asteroids you know you've got cover and stuff like that one of the cool things about it with my experience with it is that you know one man operation very small indie game he's Mm self-releasing on his website and everything and so like uh Updates are, are very quick and, you know, like he has very direct contact with the people that are playing his game. So, uh, the day it came out, I guess at some point in the past, I didn't even remember this. I had, I had subscribed to his newsletter. So I got an email that was like, Flotilla is out. Go check it out. And I saw that the reply to address was Brendan at blendogames.com. So I just replied to it with like, sweet, I will play this game. Will it run on my netbook? And he replied and he was like, I'd be interested to know whether it does run on your netbook. And so like, I tried it and blah, blah, blah. We had a little email exchange where I was like, it runs really well, except when there are like these planets and like this sun on the screen and then it's like five FPS. But when I pan away, it's fixed. And he replied with like, oh, in the next patch, I'll just add a flag in the options so you can turn those off. And then like, you know, I played it for that day, went to sleep, got up in the morning and it's like a patch is released 1.2. You can now turn off the planets and yeah. the options. It's like less than 24 hours. Uh, and and no, yeah, I, it's, I it's super cool, you know, because it's just like there's a dude making this thing. Yeah. You can actually have an exchange and like you know there's no bureaucracy bullshit whatsoever right. he's just like i want to patch my game no all right i'm schedule, gonna release a thing no certification yeah just there no i had a similar experience um i played for a while not uh going through and and the way it works is you click on the order you give to your ship and it's you know flank move attack move focus fire whatever yeah and i'm like god i wish there were keyboard hotkeys for this and I started writing him an email requesting that. And then I, I'm like, maybe there already are. And I went back into the game and it turns out one, two, three, four are bound to those. Uh, but there was no indication of that anywhere. So I was just like, hey, man, I noticed you have one, two, three, four bound to these things. Do you think you could actually put a tooltip in there? And and literally like that evening, a patch came out. It was 1.4 at that point. And I downloaded it and I went in. And those now there's like documentation on those things. Yeah. It's a super minor change. Awesome. I mean, it's even more minor than yours, but it's yeah. just like. Great. Thanks. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, now people will know this uh, yeah. and you're cool. Yeah. I wrote, oh yeah. Oh, I guess he will hear this because I wrote him like after that stuff had been resolved, you know, I wrote him back to be like, Hey, it runs great on my netbook now. You're, you're awesome. Uh, by the way, I could send some design feedback if you want. Cause I've played probably like four or five hours of this thing now. You're like, yeah, totally. So I wrote him this big ass email, you know, with just like stuff that I 
thought about the campaign and progression and balance and stuff. And, uh, he wrote back and he's like, thanks. This stuff is really helpful. Keep it in mind as I iterate on stuff. Uh, by the way, I love idle thumbs, especially when you guys talk about the wizard. <laughs> God, so, oh, I cannot count the number of developer emails I've gotten back where it's about some totally unrelated thing. And then at the bottom, like, it's like, PS the wizard. <laughs> so that's always funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brendan, your game's pretty sweet. Yeah, you made two great games in a row. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. You will not be surprised that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out. It's a little complicated I'll play at it. first, but you know, it, when you get your head around it, it's pretty fun. I'll play. I'll beat it. Oh <laughs> this man, this is difficult to do. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'll beat this random encounter generating. Uh... <laughs> Have you beat Spelunky yet? No. Oh, you can man. actually finish Splunky this. Splunky has an end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like Rogue, where you can finish yeah, it. It's just yeah. really Splunky unlikely. Ha- it has, like, worlds and new tile sets and stuff that show up. I it know has, it's because it I watched yetis. a speedrun of Splunky. Oh, okay. It has yetis that appear at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. It's actually been a strategy week for me, because in addition to Flotilla... The strategy chocolate? Strate- it's, I took a big strategy chocolate this week. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's, that sounds like a euphemism or something gross. That's what it's supposed it to is. sound like. Oh, it's <laughs> super gross. It sounds like you meant pooping. Oh, man. You know it's depressing. He meant that he was playing strategy games. Oh, like he like but taking like, a big, but like strategy delectable, chocolate. sinful, <laughs> artisanal, artisanal, Tuscan, Tuscan. Yes, uh, you know it's sun-dried. horrible. Remember last a week when I tried a sun-dried strategy chocolate? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, uh, but remember last week when we talked about Stalker and I talked about the guy committing suicide. And how I in stalker in stalker and I yeah, hit not two- one of our readers that wasn't reader mail. No, that was the guy got his ass face. beat. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh yeah, God! Uh, and I was I hit the two key really hard to bring out my pistol and yeah. shoot the guy. That just the don't key? no don't you don't want to you don't want to encourage this. Just don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> no, what were you gonna say? I'm just gonna uh, say a lot of people, a lot of people sent us emails or like Steam messages. Uh, saying wow i can't believe you guys didn't make a poo joke when you said the number two. Oh uh, yeah well we're better than that i guess sunrise strategy we chocolate. Just spent the last minute <laughs> pooping on a poop <laughs> yeah. um, um shit from the ass. so i just wanted to take this opportunity to mention i'm not going to be on this podcast anymore <laughs> uh so you know thanks for all the good times um so glad to have yeah. you steve We'll be bringing, we'll be sort of hot seat swapping Chris Culler, Brad Shoemaker, and uh, <laughs> Chuck Jordan, and JP LeBreton. Hey. And I, Max Schaefer, and, uh, wow. You know, Ron Gilbert. We got a whole slew of people to replace you <laughs> waiting in the wings. Yeah, you can't get rid of me that easily. I'm sticking around. Oh, my God. Oh, well, good. My, you this bastards. is crazier than everything else that's happened this week. <laughs> The twists and turns. What other strategy chocolates have you been consuming this week, Chris? Uh, or ma- producing. Or producing. The, the main... <laughs> Sampling. My main strategy chocolate production has been of StarCraft II, um, which I've gotten into much more deeply than I did when we when I talked about it whenever it was the first time. Uh, <laughs> Jake is shaking his head. Don't be deep into that strategy chocolate. I didn't mean to. Um, it's, it's delectable. It's sinful. <laughs> Nick and I have been playing Indulge. a lot. Of, <laughs> Nick and I have been playing a lot of 2v2 Disgusting. on Battle.net. Yeah, and we oh, got, yeah, you've been you've been poning noobs, haven't you? You're well, like climbing the leaderboards. We yeah, we were for a while until no. today, basically. <laughs> um, well, we're still we're still on average rising, but we've you were we've, in, you were the guys were number thirty five or something, right? We're up to fourteen now. Yeah, we're wow. we're working our way up our division in the league. So are and, you guys uh, are you called Team Wizard or anything cool? There's no Team, team Discovery name, no, Channel. It's just us. Just oh. they don't have support for that you yet. They will Protoss? when the game comes you out. You play as a Protoss? I'm a Protoss and Nick is and usually Nick plays Zerg. As a human? Although Nick, no, no, Nick is usually oh. Zerg, but he keeps mixing it up yeah. and usually when we do that, we lose because I'm not good <laughs> enough to make up for his not trying knowing as well. He, Nick's yeah. much better than I am, to be clear. Yeah. Um, 
but, but when but he goes I'm, outside I'm getting, of his I'm comfort getting better zone, and it's yeah. cool playing it in this way where we have to be competitive and we have to learn each other's strategies. And, uh, as we, as it's been really interesting moving up, we've, we've maintained at least a 50, 50 win loss ratio. Like I think we've stayed above 50, 50, which is pretty good. There are not too many, uh, pairs on the ladder that, that have achieved that, but it's, uh, it's at least 13 other ones. You know, it's weird. They're, it's, yeah, I guess, I guess the ones left mainly are above us, but we're, we're actually hitting the point now where it's actually getting really difficult. Um, you know, we're, I, I think number 14 right now, as I said, and we lost like three games in a row tonight before you guys came over. It was really demoralizing. Jeez. Um, how long does the game take? Um, anywhere from like 10 minutes to 30 minutes usually. Oh, okay. I mean, if you can get it over quickly at the beginning, if you yeah, just rush, yeah. I would say we, we rarely, I think 45 minutes is like the longest we've mm. ever had. That's not that common. I was just trying to calculate how long you'd been at home before we got here. Yeah. Yeah. We probably, I would say we played about two hours. Um, and, uh, I played, I think, from about six to eight, and um, but it's it's been really fun. It it really it's awesome, kind of being in on the ground floor and getting in the league when people are still kind of figuring out the ropes to this. Are it, the leaderboards going to be wiped when the game goes out? Well, yeah, Blizzard always regularly starts. Like what what happens is it's an actual ladder, so the top eight are qualifying positions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if Nick and I make it to the top eight, whenever this cycle. And gotcha. we'll actually play in playoffs against other divisions. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to, to reach that and maintain it. But I believe we did, in your boost. We, well, you know, who knows? Um, but it's been really Brecken fun. Brecken and boost. Um, yeah. It's it's one of the coolest. Brecken and uh, bind burn. <laughs> bind, yeah. Brecken and bind burn. Brecken and, yeah. Attorneys at law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LLC. Yeah. Um, but it's been really fun. I've never. Bring in the ringer of Nick Breedon. <laughs> the ringer, the capper. Um, I've never actually been like really into a game in a competitive way like this before. And I don't know if that'll last, you know, for indefinitely or when the game, you know, as the beta goes on and when the game comes out, but it's really fun right now. And, uh, it's cool actually having that feeling like I have that responsibility to sort of, uh, keep our, hold our rank and like try to improve at the game. Um, and it's basically because Blizzard split it up into all these different leagues, as opposed to just the one ladder full of, of Korean men who will demolish right. you. So you guys that. are playing in Blitz 2, the league? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and it's, it's just great. It's a great system Is that, that, the that they've worked out. that the one where it showed internal video of like, guys' organs rupturing and stuff? You remember that? Was that- Maybe that was, was that backbreaker? You guys talking about the new the new oh, no, no, feature? Yeah, Blitz, maybe yeah, it was I think Blitz, I think yeah, Blitz yeah. Two was the one yeah. where they they introduced like surgery footage. Where basically. it suddenly <laughs> goes into like a CSI or like medical show thing where a guy gets crunched and it'll zoom in and show. Yeah, it shows organs. an X ray of like his his like stomach <laughs> rupturing and juice yeah. coming out of it. So, man, I'm surprised I never played that game. Um, so <laughs> I'm surprised too. So yeah, uh, speaking of competitive games. Just made me think of Blitz to the League. Nice. It made me think of it actually. It made me think of it when you thought of it and mentioned it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, was there additional strategies? Yeah, I also played uh, this Christ. weekend mainly. Um, Fucking hey. Well, this was mainly just one day on Jesus. Saturday, sadly. But I played Dawn of War Two. Oh yeah, Warhammer Forty K Dawn of War Two. Back in October, I think Relic released a new, like an entirely new mode for the game called Last Stand. That I had, even though I'd played the regular multiplayer like for months in early 2009 i had played so much of it that i kind of didn't go back to it when they released this new thing oh this is the single unit thing yeah exactly basically what it is is you each three people it's always three people 
uh, each control one single like hero unit, and you basically just have to survive against wave after wave after wave of dude. And what happened was, I guess people on the thumbs, like the Idle Thumbs forums, they set up multiplayer games with each other all the time for all different games: GTA, Left 4 Dead, Team but Fortress. Don, but it's, like, it's always like Left 4 Thumb, Grand Thumb Auto, right? Yeah, Dawn yeah, yeah. of Thumb. Yeah, exactly. Because they loved it. I think I think uh, uh, Battle Thumb Thumb Company is like yes, the, and so. <laughs> Thumb Thumpany, I think, was like someone proposed changing it to Battle Thumbs Thumb Thumpany, which I enjoy. But uh, yeah, by the way, anyone who's interested in, like, I don't know, playing cool multiplayer games with people who are pretty friendly. And yeah, if you sign up cool, on the Idle Thumbs forum, yeah. there's a secret additional forum for yeah. multiplayer networking. Uh, but I but I joined up with a couple That's guys cool. to play yeah. this last stand mode in Dawn of War 2. And there's now this, like, informal competition between two different th- teams of Idle Thumbs people on the forums who are now sort of competing against each other for high score in this mode, which is, pr- which is pretty fun. That's too, cool. So, yeah. That sounds like, yeah, that, that sounds like kind of the best environment to experience. This yeah, thing. exactly. Well, cause I, I tried it a couple times like last week or something just with random people. <laughs> and it's such a sort of like tight mode, you know, well, it's, it's all friends. It's good. Exactly. It's all, this mode's all about like being on voice chat with, with s- some people who are cool. And cause it's it's not like regular Dawn of War or a regular strategy game where you've got all this stuff to do and you've each got to have this very kind of coordinated thing. It's just three guys and three guys in the game. So, I mean, right. it, it's best experience when you're actually, like, mapped to that. And you can just kind of hang out and mention things and talk about stuff. It was yeah. fun. They're all cool guys. So, I'd recommend that mode and our forums. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah, that's what I've I've definitely found that to be the case, and probably everyone is totally aware of this. But basically, playing with a community of people that are interesting and funny and not assholes is often, you know, just can can turn a multiplayer experience 180 degrees from oh, like yeah, I don't completely. really care about this to holy shit I'm gonna play this every night. Yep, totally. I, I weirdly I, the the only game I've really been into that into at that level for any extended period of time was the original Gears of War. Right, I remember when you were into that. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was cool because, you know, like, you get way more drama out of that when people are actually, like, yeah, paying yeah. attention and talking with you and stuff. And that game, honestly, like, when everybody uses voice check, it can have an incredible amount of drama to a single round, especially if you don't play, like, you know, it's because the entire thing is four versus four, and in most or all of the modes that I can remember, it, it was elimination, you know, so you didn't uh-huh. respawn. And so, right, you know, right. there, there were crazy ass, just like high drama situations where you can't hear, you know, anyone on your team when they're dead. So, you know, you're doing four before so one and, guy left. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, I'm the, like, for all, all the guys die and you don't really know it. Like, so, so I'm by myself. I don't know where the enemies <laughs> right. are. I don't yeah. know how many there all are. Of a sudden, and I'm just like, hello? <laughs> oh fuck god and and so like and they I'm, can hear you uh they can yes yeah, yeah yeah um and they can hear each other obviously and so, so they're all laughing at you in, well well so it's, on the grave so it's just silence and like <laughs> i'm up on one on the high side of one of the maps and i don't know where the other guys are the, the two uh, the enemies and then i see across the map that the two enemies and you know they're running like perpendicular to to my facing i have the sniper rifle and they're like single file so they're the two of them are like running across i just line up a sniper shot and they're going full speed and i take the back guy's head off and he just like crumples and then like i see the first guy keep running and then about a second or two later stop turn around and look (laughs) and then like (laughs) keep running into cover and and then like you know i went over into this corner to try and hide and he's coming up the side towards me i have this incredible like um this shotgun battle like he we he closes the distance and we're just like circling each other like rolling and doing like this dog fight with shotguns and i see him just start to reload and i'm out of 
shotgun shells as well. And I switched to my sniper rifle from like 20 feet away and just no scope him in the chest nice. and, and like drop him. And the great thing is, you know, it's been si- you know, radio silence that entire right. time. And then oh, you man, get into the, the lobby ends. at the end yeah. and you just hear like, oh shit did you see that anyway so that's awesome that that kind of shit is really great no that's the best and actually it's funny you you mentioned that kind of uh moment where that whittling down of the team because uh last stand in unaware 2 is is effectively that like it's a mode that unless you actually beat every single wave like it will end in failure like eventually you'll be overwhelmed by these waves of enemies and so, in every game, there's going to be the last guy who dies. I mean, sometimes you effectively all die at the same time, but you do get these amazing moments in Last Stand where your enemy, your teammate can revive you if he gets over to you, but if he's already being overwhelmed, it's unlikely that's going to happen. And so, you're watching your avatar just kind of lie there on the ground, and then you see the opponent, like your, you know, your buddy Space Marine or whatever, and your buddy's space your buddy's marine, space marine. <laughs> and he's you know he'll be under fire by like multiple buddy, suppression fly. turrets from different angles and the, i mean the animators in this game did a great job and you can see him just that like heavily taking step after step as he's being slowed down more and more by this withering suppression fire from the front as he just like makes it inch by inch and then makes it over to you and revives you and it's just <laughs> like oh my god and it's it's the most incredible thing you have no idea if he's gonna make it and and his it just looks like he's not i mean it's even great when he doesn't make it because you get the thing where it's like he'll take as many with him as he can where he just plunges into this big group of guys and just starts <laughs> slamming them left and right and then you know the big dreadnought will come up and just rip him off the ground and like tear him apart and it's just the most glorious like epic demise and it's just stuff like that in multiplayer games when it when it happens i mean that's very wonderful. like that's very uh, appropriate for the Warhammer fiction. Exactly. Like, no, it's it very totally, much like a Warhammer yeah. moment as far as I am exactly. yeah, familiar with it. It's, they've, they, re, they reproduced it better in this mode than I ever remember it happening in the traditional. Yeah. Because yep. I mean, because the whenever they do rendered movies of this, of this universe, it always is the, the last guy who manages to, you know, stave off these incredible numbers before he's eventually overwhelmed. And that I guess is basically what they tried to reproduce in the gameplay of the last stand and they just did a they did a great yeah. job with well, it. I mean it's it's, it's kind of it's what all of their like pre-rendered opening cinematics exactly. are always about. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. really awesome. It's Sweet. super fun. Should we take a break? Do reader mail? Sure. All right. Cool. Video game. And we're back. Like oh, stuff. And and we're back for reader mail gonna read some mail it's mail yeah. from you the readers <laughs> it's mail from you the readers jaren Sfar writes torch cried to space trine hey thumbs it saddens me that <sighs> okay, you, wait see- dude come on what what if torch email starts space that trine. way it's the best one. Oh, is that what it means yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. all right cool uh so go ahead this, this is the best email okay here we go <laughs> It still saddens me that Idle Thumbs The Breckoning is over, but season two brings change I can believe in. Did you know that Idle Thumbs favorite Shinji Mikami worked on the SNES version of Aladdin? I don't know exactly what he did since the in-game credits are bizarre, including one tall knob. The manual lacks a credit section, and the internet credits him with everything from designer to planner to producer. Still, I thought it was worth a mention. Happy thumbing. I remember hearing or reading about that, and what I read or heard at the time was that he was basically a level designer. Really? Because it was a Capcom game. It was yeah. like one of the first games he worked on. That's cool. Similar to uh, Mickey Mouse 
yeah, yeah, right. the Magic Castle yeah, or whatever, right. being yeah, David yeah. Jaffe's first game and et cetera. That's pretty and, awesome. uh, and, uh, <laughs> Donald oh, Duck Quackshot being the uh, lead designer slash creative director of Assassin's Creed's first game. Oh, really? The, 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 yep. Yeah. Like, that's like the Genesis, uh, early Virgin Interactive stuff was a lot of the people who made Earthworm Jim. Mm. Yep. Everyone makes those games first, apparently. When Not you anymore. start in the mid 90s. <laughs> when you start in the mid 90s, yep. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Perez writes, Stalker is the realest game of all time. Hey, Thumbs, I wanted to share a story about my time with Stalker Call of Pripyat. Okay. I checked out the game based on the recommendation of Remo and Scoops, and I'm enjoying it a ton, but I had a really great moment with an early side quest. One of the stalkers in the first town tells you to go get a distant station because there's a strange glowing light there. The mission's pretty easy, and there were no real enemies to speak of, so you go to the station, see the light coming off an artifact, grab it, and I made my way back outside. As I rounded a corner, a stalker came up to me and started telling me about how he really needs the artifact so he can go heal one of his buddies, and I basically told him to fuck off and that I needed it instead. <laughs> All of a sudden, two dudes come out of nowhere sticking me up and tell me to put away my weapon. I comply, thinking, whatever, no big deal, I'll just fight them off. Uh, once again, the stalker asked me for the artifact, and I say no. As soon as the dialogue box went away, I was gunned down almost instantaneously. As I sat there dumbfounded about what just happened, I realized over the last few years, I've been conditioned that I can fight my way out of almost any situation in FPS, but stalker says, hey, guess what? In real life, if three dudes have guns on you, you aren't getting out of here alive. Thanks for taking the time to talk about the game on the podcast. I was hesitant about playing it, but I'm having tons of fun. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Nicholas Perez. Cool. That is yeah. really awesome. I had a funny moment like that. Cause, you know the, uh, yeah, because in most games, it would just be like, all right, I'll just suck down some health packs and go run behind cover and kill right. all three of these guys. But in Stalker, yeah, you can die from like three bullets, especially yeah. if they're point blank. And if you get in the head, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, I had a funny like Scooby-Doo moment where <laughs> I, uh, I, there was an, a, an emission, which is like this big, crazy sort of... Uh, it's like a radiation storm, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like an atmospheric thing that, that makes the air uh, extremely radiated and you have to reach cover and if you don't you take massive damage and uh so i was running through i was doing this mission that required me to stay in a particular place for a long time mm. um to i was guarding a guy who was taking measurements of some kind of uh anomaly like science he was, yeah, he was sciencing it up and i and i and i started getting the emission warning where you there's this big sort of pa announcement when one's coming it's like there's an emission coming you must get into cover and I'm like, oh, God, all right, I think if I remember how much time it takes for an mission to come, I'm pretty sure I can finish this and then run, like, go down to the other side of this hill and then run into this, like, uh, complex that's built into a mountain. And I'm pretty sure I can make it if I, like, just wait until this guy has – and so I, I did and I, I – the guy finished and I made it and I – and that, the guy started running for cover too. And I just started booking it in the other direction because I figured I could get to this place quicker. And I, and I kind of jumped down over this, like, this edge – and I start running into uh, this building and there's this <laughs> – remember how I told you about the crazy mutant that I like yeah. watched for like – there's one of those fucking guys <laughs> right inside there. And I'm like, oh my god. So I immediately like ran the other way into the other part of the complex. So you had like the Han Solo running into the room exactly, full of Stormtroopers right, moment? And running yeah. out. And, and, I, and then I ran into this other section and I'm like, oh, okay, it's, okay, it's okay. I'll just go in there and I'll lose him in this thing. And I went in and, and, I, and I went in and I switched on my flashlight and right as I turned on my flashlight, like – five bandits like turned around and were like what get out of here and just immediately shot me and i died and i was it was the most like i couldn't help but just laugh because it was such a ludicrous like that's you awesome know, running through the doors in the hotel yeah. situation it was and, really and i mean great. yeah and the thing about that is that like that like especially the fact that the bandits were there i don't know about the mutant but like that probably arose from the fact that 
There wasn't all, a mission. Yeah, yeah, like all AIs during an mission just go to the nearest cover. So those bandits right. probably would have been patrolling around. But exactly. Just right. like yourself, everyone was trying to get inside. And they're just yeah. these aggro guys that are yeah. trying not to get irradiated. And they see this dickhead running. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, that's good. So Stalker's a good game. Um, okay, events occur in it. They do occur. Yes. Jake agrees. I agree that an event occurs. Uh, Liz Beatum writes... A video game dream for your triumphant return. Hello, the Idle Thumbs podcast. It's super good to hear you guys again. I had a video game dream just a week or two before the podcast started, and I was sad that I couldn't send it in because it was so bizarre, but now I can, so here it is. I dreamt I was playing Mass Effect 2. The thing is, I'd not played Mass Effect 2 or even 1 when I had the dream, so it was pretty vague and generic. I was in the game playing myself as Shepard, but I was very aware that I was just playing a video game even though there's no interface. I'm running around to big spaceships, shooting aliens in hallways, and talking to NPCs, and having a great time. Eventually, I meet up with someone similar to the Jacob character, and we start exploring an area that's a high-tech sewer or something. We're chatting, and even though I'm not actually interested, I'm being flirty to see how the game reacts. Suddenly, my view switches to third person, and what looked lifelike before now looks like video game graphics, and I realized I must have started a sex cinematic. I don't like sex scenes in games because they're always really awkward, so I sort of mentally sit back, away from my invisible interface, half watching and half just waiting for this to be over so I can back get back to shooting things. This leaves me completely unprepared when QuickTime event buttons prompts pop up superimposed over my vision suddenly water is filling up the tunnels and the characters embracing each other on screen start to drown <laughs> i flail around for an invisible keyboard and start hammering buttons to disentangle them for each other and swim them to safety while these stuttering animations you always get in button hammering qtes but i'm not fast enough and they both die the button prompt is replaced by an ominous hovering game over text. I wake up slightly horrified by my subconscious, but now I want to see a developer actually put facial QTZ, QTEs into their sex cinematics because it's such a terrible idea. <laughs> also, also, I bought Mass Effect 2 the next day because it seemed like the right thing to do. I think possibly she should play Heavy Rain. Yeah. I'm Thanks. pretty sure there are QTE sex scenes in it. <laughs> there but probably they don't are. drown, unfortunately. Yeah, they don't start filling the room with water. Well, <laughs> that, that is also the other Part well, of the premise of that that's game. That's what happens in Heavy a Rain. A serial killer puts a kid in a thing and it starts raining and you have to save the kid before the thing fills up so she, and he dies. She thought it was Mass Effect 2, but it was dreaming about Heavy Rain. She, well, you know, we were talking about both of them. It's just like synthesis, perfection. Think about it. This dream happened before the podcast. Incorrect. No, I'm right, motherfucker. It happened before the Idle Thumbs podcast. Anyway, she finishes. Thanks for resurrecting the cast. Yeah. It's my favorite because it's the one with the horse bag, Liz. It's <laughs> weird. Like it's, it's that like guy's daughter. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no! <laughs> it's weird that the horse bag is the like idle thumbs sort of. The, the, the tide of idle thumbs receded, and the only thing left on shore apparently was, <laughs> was the word a horse, horse bag. bag. <laughs> yeah. Because that was not quoted nearly as no. often. In the, no, the, no one, no one acknowledged the horse bag until like, that guy's bag, daughter bag, latched onto it. What? That guy's daughter latched onto the horse bag? Yeah. She's not letting go. That's weird. Uh, Bioshock mm. invades my bathroom. Rapture on campus, <sighs> writes Robert Hoffman. Okay. Hey, gents. As a college student living in a dorm, I've seen and heard a lot of weird shit, but even displays of spooge body art and encounters with men oh. in purple lion suits couldn't prepare me for this real experience I had last Saturday night. <laughs> oh. It was 1 a.m. and I'd been playing body Bioshock 2 for body a few shock. hours. 
Bioshock 2 for a few hours when I realized I'd been neglecting my bladder. Grudgingly pausing the game, I shambled down the hall to tend to my needs. When I reached the door to the men's room, I was brought to an abrupt halt by the sound of running water and the ominous tones of the darkly foreboding tracks that play in Bioshock when you're about to be ambushed by splicers. Were two people having sex in a QTE being drowned in that bathroom? (laughs) I stood transfixed in frightened bewilderment in the empty corridor for literally half a minute before my enraptured mind snapped out of its Mm. trance and remembered life in video games don't cross over that way and that I was in fact safe from crazed genetically devastated abominations sure enough when i entered the room i discovered my neighbor down the hall was listening to the bioshock 2 soundtrack <laughs> on the speakers we keep in the bathroom while he took a shower <laughs> that's amazing i quickly took care of business and shamefully retreated to my room physically shaken by the experience needless to say i decided my exhausted mind had probably had enough video games for one night and went to bed soon afterwards with boundless joy your triumphant return fearless rob the indomitable P.S. I was updating the database at my part-time job in the admissions office the other day when I came across a kid with a surname Brecken. It took an effort of will not to delete his application out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, shit. that's an extreme occurrence. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought there that was, was running be some water bullshit story. and the guy was listening yeah. to the soundtrack as I walked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's incredible. Uh, also, A, two reader mails in a row where they said triumphant return i guess oh, it's man, what we happened. have triumphed uh b i think that opened up with the phrase splooge body art it might have okay uh <laughs> steve has a dubious face classy cast email yeah. deleted <laughs> from my memory <laughs> too late yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. damage has been done yeah. i remember in i remember in college uh I would do an annoying thing occasionally when we had lockers in our, in our, (laughs) Oh God, we had lockers in our, in our bathroom. We had like a shared, uh, like bathroom for our whole floor in our dorm. And, uh, there were lockers in it. Each of us got one to put our bathroom stuff in. And I took like a, a standalone, um, little like tape player, uh, like a little Walkman thing and hooked it up to a pair of speakers and would put it in put it in there and put like a really obnoxious looping sound that I would record onto a tape for like an hour and put it in there and they get a really heavy gauge like lock like padlock and put it over the thing and put it in there at like 3 a.m. And just let like this like horrible, obnoxious, like laughing sound or something just repeat for hours. And eventually at one point they actually had to bring in like facilities people with like the, yeah, the big ass bolt cutters to go through. And I don't think they ever found out who was doing it. So now they I, know. Now they do know. You're on a famous podcast. Yeah. Your diploma <laughs> is revoked. If you, uh, yeah, if you lived in unit one at Berkeley during a certain year, uh, and that happened, sorry. Anyway, reader mail. <laughs> yep. Wes Martin writes. <laughs> That's a pretty cool thing to do in college. This sounds like a college <laughs> thing a college to do. Is, it was a college thing. That's a college-esque hijink. Yeah. Uh, Wes Martin writes, unintended emotional impacts also a dream. Dear the thumbs, yo, yo, I was wondering if you guys have ever played a game and experienced something personally the game was trying not to, was not trying to make you feel. Yes. Annoyance. I, I was incredibly sad after chainsawing through the giant worm in Gears of War 2. I was probably supposed to think, fuck yeah, I just chained through that worm's motherfucking heart. But I felt terrible for doing it. It was just a worm doing a worm thing. <laughs> I, I felt nothing for Dom's wife, Maria. The worm, though, I cringed every time I chainsawed the arteries. Any thoughts? P.S. I had a dream last night. You guys, including Hot Scoops, were all my friends at work for some reason and we were all watching the documentary planet earth together i tried to say something but no words would come out the only things that would come out were the little idea thought balloons from machinarium steve could only say a picture of an ice cream cone with two scoops of ice cream so we ended up going to dairy queen thanks <laughs> Wes martin i love dairy queen That's oh, good. man dairy queen is great 
Yeah. I like to eat it anyway. For sure. I do actually feel bad when things happen, like the description yeah. of killing the worm. Of like, <laughs> yeah. this is just an animal that's been programmed in this game to just be a wacky animal. And then when you kill it, I'm sad because yeah. Yeah. it didn't do anything other than, I don't know. Yeah. I never liked that about like Tomb Raider. How you had to kill like, kill, like wolves and tigers and, and shit. And, yeah. shit. I think and, and I like, that's something I did like about, I played partway through Underworld. And mm, yeah. I, I assume for this reason, they put in... Uh, trank dart gun right, right. so you can make them go to sleep instead of killing them except they made it me- mechanically uh what's what i'm looking for uh less less than optimal uh because they would wake up after a few seconds or like a minute or something or like half a minute a minute something like that like it's well the, the reason yeah. they do that they're doing that is because they're encouraging you to get so legitimately annoyed at these animals that, that you, you don't feel really bad kill them yeah for i mean splattering the bland brands all over NBC the animals temple. because uh using the limited amount of ai that we have at this point you can make an animal that acts like an animal like a dude or is it or is it just because the animal doesn't well, it's harm not like you those games don't put dudes in them still right but like the dudes are are there, there are, actually are the, dudes in those games the, the yeah, I know. dudes That's in those games saying. are blatantly still like they have tactics and they have barks but it's still like shooting a pixel nazi yeah. in wolfenstein whereas like i, I think i think like it's, an I animal know. it's like a thing yeah I no I, I don't think it's i don't think it's, it's really so much about the fidelity i think it's mostly just the aesthetic of just like you shot a dog yeah just like i i came You're in, out in a jungle area yeah I, I came into this abandoned ruin which is just the domain of this family of wolves and uh they didn't want me to be here pretty understandably so i shotgunned them all it's sort of well, like the ones that it's even it's uh, the ones that I don't, don't really care whether you're there or not that are the worst when like you're out you know somewhere like and, the like like the like plant in eating a video game yeah like the plant eating dinosaurs in turok right or like the the indigenous animals in far cry yeah the second one yeah what yeah. you you don't like them being there because you can kill them and they don't hurt you? No, I, I I just sometimes they die not on purpose and I feel bad. Yeah, well, that's 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 how it is in in Far Cry too. Except extra hilarious because apparently they charge ha- in front of your cars. Well, no, apparently apparently how the code it's seemingly what the status is is if an animal comes in contact with a vehicle, it no other instantly. state change. Yeah, right. check. So so I've I've seen like okay, I park my jeep. Oh, run away from it and, and, then, and then yeah and then i go near like a herd of zebras and one of them sees me and runs away and just like beelines into like the side of my parked jeep and just flops over dead oh that's the worst <laughs> that's horrible. it's hilarious and i've seen it happen many times it's commentary uh it's good <laughs> is it yeah it's symbolism probably um alex ray writes the magic of far cry 2 who is the better composer oh man Peter write that McConnell down or michael land far cry 2 we talked oh about man it. we did talk about it is this a lucas arts music composers question i guess it is well, weird. Jake is not allowed to answer for reason of conflict of interest unless they hire Peter McConnell as well when they acquire and develop the Grim Fandango. Who's the better LucasArts composer? Michael Land, Clint Bajakian, or Peter McConnell? He didn't include Clint Bajakian. Oh, I thought you said Clint Bajakian. I didn't. Oh, man. Clint burn, Bajakian. Burn to Clint Bajakian. Clint Bajakian. <laughs> Steve's, you you're like going name. outside the box here. Yeah. You're thinking. Why would oh, this question be asked of idle thumbs? Sorry. Was that what? Can you start over the question? Who is the better composer, Peter McConnell or Michael Land? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no answer for that. Yeah, I don't know. They're both pretty cool. Uh, Edmund Tran writes, heavy video, <laughs> heavy video Games Rodkin. Hello, the Idle Thumbs podcast. What? I heard a fact that Video Games Rodkin is actually Heavy Rain director David Cage. I have attached an image for reference. <laughs> if, you know, man, 
If possible, would you be able to confirm this and ask if the player response satisfied him? Thank you, Ed Tran, Sydney, Australia. Actually, yeah, I can see where this guy's coming from. Here's this here's this documentary evidence. Damn, that's good. Yeah. You're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> Whoa! Terrible. <laughs> Let me Sorry. see the shirt again. I didn't mean to make heavy rain. <laughs> they are wearing the same shirt. Oh my god, shirts. I didn't even notice that. Oh, it's the same shirt. <laughs> Oh, this is uh, terrible news. You're both tilting your head kind of at a little angle. And we have and that same goofy half Kind of have your half open smile, yeah. Yeah. You have the same hair. Like, it's it's yep. all the same. Congratulations, reader. <laughs> and the, oh, man. You've decoded the it. The actual caption on the David Cage picture as he's looking at the camera and quizzically is, did that play a response satisfy you? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> That's my quote. Oh, man. That's Jake's classic phrase. Did that player response satisfy you? I ask that every week on the Adult Thomas podcast. Yeah. Did it, Jake? Um, With the depth, it might surprise you. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yes. We've, actually, we've yes. actually spent a lot of time setting up a really surprising twist for the climax at the, at the end of the third act, which is... Little does everyone know. It was David Cage all along. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? This shit? will be followed by all of us drowning. <laughs> As our faces uh, yeah. animate poorly. That would imply that there was a sex cutie going on. Sorry, that was not on purpose. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> ah! Worst. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, Steve. <laughs> Sounds. What? Sounds. What? what? Boost? What? Video games. Strategy chocolate. Uh, Savaris writes, controversy in space. <laughs> Uh-oh, this is intriguing. Dear Idle News Podcast Blast. I was wondering if you knew or had any thoughts about Bioware and Mass Effect's lack of male same-sex romances. In both 1 and 2, they've had lesbian choices, but have so far lacked male same-sex choices. Of note, in the first game, Caden and Ashley were both supposed to be bisexual and had dialogue recorded and animations done, but were cut and left on the disc for enter- oh, really? I didn't even know that. And left on the disc for enterprising people to find. Likewise, in the second game, choices were cut, specifically Thane for males. This is quite a big topic on the Bioware forums at the moment and makes a lot of people sad, as it is something that many people wanted. Bioware list- does listen to their fans in some cases, as fan reaction was the reason Tali and Garrus became love interests in two. Anyway, I wanted to know how you all felt about this topic, if anything. Keep blasting at Pods, Soren. I think they realized that hetero-American dudes would be playing this game. Yeah, probably. I think it's lame, though. Are, are there... Like, are, I, so, I, I, it's, someone yeah. else told me specifically that they had looked this up and that there actually weren't any lesbian uh, relationships in Mass Effect 2. Um, I don't actually know, but... I, I I I can't. I never. There were one for sure. Yeah, I know. But with the uh, with the Asari, right? Yeah. But like I, somebody I work with said, like they looked up the matrix of relationships uh-huh. and that there were no female female relationships in Mass Effect Two. That could be inaccurate. Um, but anyway, I I don't know. I mean, I, it, the the thing that I could see the the rationale I could see for it is just that they didn't want to make any of the secondary characters be explicitly bisexual which having the choice to for to have a relationship with them as either a male or female shepherd would pretty plainly you know uh imply and i i don't know if that's any more valid of a choice than anything else but well they could they could they could have a bisexual character a lesbian character and a gay character without changing the scope really at all i mean yeah i don't know i i think that's kind of lame i mean in, in dragon age they do support i don't know all the combinations i guess yeah and it, it does s- seem like sort of a tacit 
like right. endorsement of not really. I don't mean to imply by by words being political or anything like that. I don't at all. But it is. I don't know. To me, it is sort of a noticeable omission in a game where they make such a big deal about how you can do this and how you can choose these romances and how that's such a crucial part of telling a story. And yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I don't think there's any any reason. Like, it would probably be more interesting for there just to be a an outright gay character that yeah. you can only have a relationship I, yeah. with if you're of the no, same I, sex. I, I agree. I think that's much better than the sort of like everyone's bisexual thing, yeah. which is mostly how games handle it. Yeah. And I mean, there's yeah. no reason not to, because I mean, if you play as one or the other gender, you're already locked out of exactly half of the yeah. thing. And, and in any given playthrough, you can only follow through on one. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Yep. Uh, anyway, they're free to that. they should do that. Thing. Mass yeah. Effect three. Everything's gay dudes everywhere. <laughs> The Ballad of Gay Shepherd. Yeah. Um, if, all right. Parentheses, if you want him to be gay. <laughs> That's the subtitle? Yeah. Um, What's well, the sub-subtitle? Oh, right. Tom Sumer writes, Dear the Idle Thumbs podcast. Dear the Idle Thumbs internet podcast cast on the internet. Okay, I'm not going to read this. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. It's that. good to have you back, he concludes. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Carl Howard <laughs> that writes. That was the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Good work. I like it. It went on a lot longer than that. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Carl Howard writes, hey, guys. Hello. Um, here's a Dreamcast prior to the real mail. Basically, I had I a dream. I thought you were trying to discourage these. You okay, like, fine. You want Dreamcast? I don't Just, know. Let's hear his dream. Shut okay. up. Sure. I had a, <laughs> I had a dream down. last night where I was walking down <laughs> an office, and as I was running down a corridor holding my laptop, I was playing Spelunky. Who would I run into but the father of new game journalism himself, Kieran Gillen? Uh. Not knowing what to say, I yelled out, uh. there's so many games, to which he laughed and said, dude, I know. Uh, did he say it in like his British accent? Probably he did. This guy's also from England. So. Mm, mm, oh, this is the right. guy I played Dawn of War with. He That's adds, cool. regardless, I think you should talk about Dawn of War 2, Chaos Rising, or Last Stand. Okay. I did that. I read your mind. Keep up the style of work, guys. Carl Manchester, England. So that would be sweet if that was his name. Carl, Carl Manchester. England. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Manchester, England. That's a good name. That it would be good. I'm from England. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester, England. Fletcher Arnett writes. Fletcher Arnett England writes. <laughs> F E England writes. IGN dot Fox. Uh, okay. Hey there, thumbs. I just figured I'd point out this amazing fact that Fox News, which has a weekly gaming show on Hulu, is the mainstream media equivalent of an IGN quote. Because today I was linked to a video that consisted of the following: E three two thousand nine, the future of gaming. Microsoft will blow your mind. That's it. That's the entire title and description. See for yourself. And then he links it. I should point out it's not worth watching, but the title made me laugh. Maybe listeners will laugh too. Insert overused outro to email here, <laughs> Fletcher. Sweet. Also. Uh, this reminds me, Nick linked me to a CNN review of Oblivion from like 2006 or whatever, and the headline was, uh, new RPG Oblivion will blow you away. It will blow you away. It CNN. Will. Wolf Blitzer says. <laughs> In this room, his situation room. I put 80 hours into this sweet RPG, <laughs> and then the thieves had <laughs> glass armor. Uh, four out of five stars. <laughs> Sorry. That's the mail. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, write to questions at idlethumbs.net. Yeah. Also, join our forums and hang out with dudes. Yep. <laughs> Play a game. Hang oh. out with lots of dudes in Mass Effect 3, the Idle Thumbs forums. <laughs> what was the the alternate thing the Gay phone Shepherd. number was? Um, what? Instead of 55 five Wizard on? 
Five it's, five wizard no. Oh, no. it's a Remo or something. Oh, it was five five Y Remo or Remo Y A Remo. It must be Y A Remo. Y A Remo. Yes, it was. Yeah. So if you call five five Y A Remo, that's W H Y A R E M O, you will get our video, which we haven't. We still haven't checked. No, we haven't. Like months. Keep calling it. We want to see if we can fill it up. So call five five wizard on. We're not actually asking you to do that because we're probably not going to hear it. You can if you want. You can check it. We we could check it right now if we want. Uh, well, we're not going to. We're oh, not okay. Actually, going to though. that makes sense. We'll check it later. Someday. Just, yeah. If you actually want your thing to get on the show, send it to questions at idlethumbs.net. Yep. But record it in the form of a voicemail that you would have that's left not, on five five wizard. What you're gonna do? That's I'm just gonna tell you right <laughs> no, up front. No, sort of portal style. The Idle Thumbs website is gonna yeah, arbitrarily have wave files. If you construct for us a complicated arg and seed it into a Valve game, we will definitely read it on the show or include your and your audio. If, if you're doing that, part of it could be included in the wizard on voicemail system. Yes, we might fine. not find that part though. So make <laughs> that make that not be critical path of your arg. Okay. Um, uh, did you guys get all this? I mean. I don't know. We'll publish these rules on our blog, maybe. <laughs> yes. Void were prohibited. Yeah, except in Nebraska. Where it's allowed. Video game. Idle Thumbs was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Rad Badger Games. Rad Badger Games. Rad Badger. I remember when I was growing up, I was always completely baffled by those like radio stings where I'm just like, what? What are they doing? 91 X Rock. Like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? What? Does someone sit there and like take? Because I didn't have any conception of how that was made. In fact, I still kind of don't. Like, so we should make an idle thumbs bumper that is that. Idle, 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 thumb. Day of the Tentacle. Suck a cock. <laughs> I do not plan to. Well, that's the I third. I think I have that game. Suck a cock. <laughs> so we got Full Throttle, Day of the Tentacle, Gog, Suck a Cock, <laughs> Half-Life Platinum Edition. Fucking oh, I skipped crazy. Grim Fandango. Sorry, Grim Fandango. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it's March 3rd, 2010, and this is the Idle Thumbs Podcast, Episode 3. And I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> that's Jake Rodkin. Sorry, it went on a little long, and then I just kept going. <laughs> okay. I hate your mints. I'm sorry, Jake. I hate you. I have no sympathy. Bruce Remo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> oh, shit.